Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we're coming at you August 2nd, 2018. We just attended the Chicago Cubs versus the San Diego Padres at Wrigley Field. And once again, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we made it back. We made it back to a Cubs game. We promised you guys. We did it. We were there at Wrigley last week, or whatever it was. Uh, like two, two, three weeks ago, yeah, yeah for the Under Armour All-American game. Yeah, but this time we were seeing the big leaguers, and uh, it was good to get back to a Cubs game. It was, it was. It wasn't easy for us to get tickets to this one. No, it wasn't. And I was also going to say, it was good to get back until about the fifth inning, and then it fucking sucked. <laughs> um, but um, this is going to be an interesting one, Jack, because... Um, this is the first time that uh, we've gone to a game where I've had a rooting interest and I and the Cubs lost. So I'm I'm coming in pretty hot, more hot than when a fucking uh, parent lets their kid run wild in front of us. Yeah, so. yeah. There's going to be more salt and not too much sugar on tonight's <laughs> podcast. I no, think. no. But it was it was a true. Like, um, you know, negative outcome for me, positive for you. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm in a surprisingly good mood, so this <laughs> yeah. will be a fun contrast. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, I, the Brewers are getting wiped out probably about 20 to 5 at this point. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they just kicked the extra point, I think. <laughs> but, um, so, I, it seems like, Jeremy, every time uh, you beat me to the stadium, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of drama that you experience before I even get there. Right. So, was there something going on with some aisle etiquette before I, before I got there? Yeah, yeah. This is something I want to talk about. And this is something that's been on my mind, like, just in general. Um, but, uh, and, and listen, you can call this show, um, you know, the baseball police or mm-hmm. the crowd police. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crowd police, because we're not, we're not policing the people on the field. But... Yeah, aisle etiquette. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem at, 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 at sporting events, at baseball games. Um, we I've experienced... I go to a lot of Cubs games with my dad. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've been to games uh, outside of this podcast and everything. But um, uh, people, like, when they come down the aisle, it's like... It's one of two things. Number one, they either just, like, power through and don't give you time to stand up. Or, like, they, uh, like... Like try to push through and uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's really just the the big thing of like just kind of motoring through and like it's like, hey, I got stuff here. I gotta like move out of the way or whatever. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that happened today uh, before uh, you got there. Um, there was like an old timer um, and like his wife or whatever. And uh, the guy like the, this is the other thing is like they don't ask. That's the other thing is like mm-hmm. you know they don't ask. They just like stand there or whatever yeah like they look at you like you're some kind of jerk or whatever so that's what happened today this guy this old guy like um was walking by and he just like i was uh i had like my phone plugged in because i was like trying to keep get a charge and i had like it plugged into the uh this mobile charger thing that i have and i had that in a cup holder so i had like the cord going from like my hand to the cup holder and I, i i feel like he was just annoyed that i was using technology or something and so he like Walked up to me, didn't say anything, and just looked at me. And, like, I, I legitimately didn't know if he was, like, trying to pass me or he had the seat right next to me. And uh, 
And then, like, I'm like, oh, you're trying to get by? And then, like, I stood up and I grabbed my stuff, and he just, like, he didn't say one word. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, annoying. And, like, sometimes I think there's times when I'm in public and, like, I'll say excuse me, but I, I feel like I've said it, like, under my breath. Yeah. And, like, no one actually heard it. Uh-huh. But this guy just seemed like he was he, – he did not seem to be asking for an excuse. He was just expecting to be let by, I guess. I don't know. So it's, like, obviously that's part of the game you have to, like – move for people and everything uh unless you're like a snot-nosed kid who we'll talk about later yeah but um uh yeah that's part of the game um but like you got to be reasonable i mean like no one i don't know usually when you pass by someone you don't really want to make them get up like you know people try to avoid that and like it's just you just got to roll with the the situation and slow you slow your roll really yeah yeah we'll see uh i mean jeremy you've been to enough games uh with me to know that i try to get up during games as little as possible Mm -hmm. you know i try to i try to get my soda my food uh go to the bathroom before the game so i don't have to get up at all because when you're getting because when you're getting up you're really asking people to do you a big favor Mm -hmm. by by standing up you're blocking their view of what of the action briefly. They have to yeah. they have to get up and then sit back down and adjust all of their crap. Right. Uh, and it's a big ordeal for them. And then you know you're going out and then you're coming you're coming back in too. Yeah. You know, so you, they have exactly. to get up for you twice. It's a two part transaction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially if you're in the middle of, of the aisle, because you know yeah. you could potentially be asking eight people to, to get up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's always some people who really abuse it. They get up two or three times uh, yeah. during a game. We had that with that little girl at the uh, yeah. the All America game. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And it's uh, it, it it can become very annoying. Yeah. And sometimes you'll get someone who's like, I'm sorry, this is the last time. You know, yep. like and like yep. I, I at least appreciate that. Right. I mean. That's not even necessary, but like, it's just don't be a jerk. Right. Right. Yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, that happened. Like, um, uh, I was with my dad a couple. Like, I think it was the last game. Yeah, it was. It was the last game we were at, and we had like a bunch of bobbleheads and stuff. And we were sitting like trying to eat our food. That's the worst part is when you have food. Oh yeah. And you're like all set up, mm-hmm. and then like you have to get up. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm 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 reminded of again a baseball movie and Naked Gun. When the guys get shooed out of the the queen's seat, yeah, and like the guy goes like, ah, man, like he like say, he seems like so genuinely annoyed that he has to get up out uh-huh. of the queen's seat, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, like this this dumb kid and his dumb dad like were like going by us, and the kid just like like rushed through like some like like a kid on prom night like yeah. just like like whoa slow slow down there buddy yeah you know and like my dad had to be like whoa whoa hold on yeah and like like he was gonna like trounce our like bobblehead yeah it's like, dude like friggin get a clue how, how old was this kid he was in a teenager yeah but he wasn't even like trying to he wasn't like some like smart ass teen he was just he just seemed like a doofus but yeah anyway. yeah well uh, there there was so we might as well just talk about mm-hmm, it now there mm-hmm. was a kid sitting to my right yeah, uh, and so some people to your left, they weren't this. They weren't. Were they the same? It was people? the same people. It was the same people. Which, okay, so there was their just desserts then. It, yeah, it uh, was. they got their comeuppance. But um, so they were they were coming back through, and I think they were leaving. I don't think they yeah. ever came back. But so they were coming back through the aisle, and there was a kid sitting directly to my right in the seat next they to me. They were like maybe like twelve. Yeah, or they were about twelve, thirteen. They looked about that age, yeah. and so this kid did not like he actively did not get up for these people like right. he very like made a very conscious decision to not get up yeah and so he tried to do the move where he like moved his legs to right. one side of the seat yeah and he was like a skinny kid so it wasn't that big of a deal but there there's not much room yeah to 
to do that. Like, you basically have to stand up. Yeah, and I was going to say, sometimes, like, a, a, a skinnier person, like, can get away with that. Yes, yeah. Um, some, if you're on the aisle, sometimes you can slide your legs into the aisle yep. and you can get by. Yeah. This kid, at, at first, he wasn't even going to do that. Right. And then no. his, like, resolve was to, like like scrunch his legs up yeah but the kicker of the whole thing is that he had a a, a food tray yeah. of of like cheese fries and like chicken fingers yeah. i don't even know how he got both no but like yeah. there was like i swear to god there was cheese inside of his chicken finger like <laughs> yeah. situation box whatever and that was right in the middle of the aisle like right in the middle of the the walkway yeah and so like not only did he not move but there was a box of food there yeah and like it would have been awesome to just step right in it. Yeah, yeah. But then your f- shoes would get like covered with with like gook or whatever. Yeah. So like, um, it it it, it would have been awesome to just step. I I almost would yeah. have like taken that for the team, like just to like show that kid a lesson. Or yeah, something. I mean, like <laughs> I didn't really say anything to that kid or like whatever, but like I didn't really like that kid, like or those yeah. kids that were next to us, like yeah. there's some because he kind of kept bumping my arm and stuff. Yeah, uh, he was just kind of rubbing me the wrong way. And he didn't finish it. He had a whole, he had a big thing of chicken fingers and fries, and well, he didn't, he didn't even like put a dent in them. Well, so that's the postscript, or that's like yeah. the subtext of the story is that that food that was gonna get stepped on, he never touched it after that. No, we, we were talking, we were remarking afterwards. Yeah, uh, we saw it, and we we're like, you know, I have a right mind to pick up this food and eat it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like, and we were saying like bringing a kid to a game. It's like if I if I spent like that money on that food for a kid, like what kind of kid? It doesn't eat that food. I, like yeah. he's not watching his weight. He's not like no. like trying to get like he's not watching his figure. Like eat the freaking food, kid. Like yeah. you can eat it. So just eat it. What yeah. I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, anyway. I mean his his parents probably gave him a twenty uh, to buy food or something at the game. And right. So you know he wanted to spend it, but yeah, uh, money Should well we, spent. Well, yeah, yeah, let's, okay, let's say it. Thing. I was gonna say it. Yeah, All right, this is fucked up. Uh, but <laughs> so Jeremy, funny, but. Jeremy's like, uh, <laughs> after these kids leave, he goes, he goes, hey Jack, grab that box. <laughs> I think there's money in it. So like, I guess this kid had left his change. Yeah, in the box. it w- it wasn't the non-moving kid. It was the kid next to him who yeah. I don't know if it was his buddy or his brother or whatever. But yeah. I looked over at them a couple times, and uh-huh. he had his his box of food, uh-huh. and it had. It had like some money in it. It had like yeah. singles. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was watching it. I don't yeah. know. And I was on the train last week, and some dude dropped a ten, and uh-huh. I was like, just watch. I was eagle eyeing him, waiting to see <laughs> if he would like get up. Yeah. And someone else like told him he dropped a ten. Yeah. Yeah. This guy looked like he didn't. He couldn't. He wouldn't miss a ten. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Okay. But anyway. Right. right. So so like yeah. So I was like, I assume that this doofus kid probably like left the box with money in it so right. I had asked Jack to pass it to me right. and he did and I looked I rooted through like there was like a hot dog wrapper and, and like a old like an empty like fry box or whatever yeah. and there was no money but I did find a quarter Yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. said I'll be keeping this <laughs> slid in my pocket yeah yeah. Uh, well so so there was um, another interesting thing uh, in, uh, that happened right near us which mm-hmm. was uh, there was a proposal like, like yeah. about two or three seats over uh, a couple rows up one row behind us yeah. and like a couple seats over yep. like the closest yep. uh, you know it's like you know how close was this foul ball this this proposal like no no foul balls were near us but there was a proposal by yep. us yeah yeah so, and it was captured on the Instagram as well uh, yes it was um, so this this was during maybe the top or bottom of the fourth inning it's it was during the part it of was, the game yeah it was mid fifth mid fifth okay yeah, it was mid fifth yeah. so um, yeah it was during the part of the game 
where uh, they show also like happy birthday on the scoreboard or happy yeah. anniversary. So this was, from what I understand, the you, Will You Marry Me was not on the scoreboard, right? It I, was just a random proposal? You, yeah, it, I mean, they weren't filming it for the scoreboard. No, it no. might have said on there, like, will you, they, sometimes you'll read a proposal yeah. on the thing and that's it. Mm-hmm. So that must have been what, that, what happened. Yeah, but they, I think they cycled through it like in like five really seconds. fast, yes. yeah. And, and who knows if she saw it. I think, I think the guy was... He must have said like, "Oh, let's look at that." Or something, right, you know? right. So I have a lot of because you know I'm, I you've probably been at games where that's happened before, and I you know I know I yeah. have, and you know yeah. I, have, I have some feelings about when that happens. Sure, like I feel like uh, doing a proposal in public like that is really like putting a lot of pressure. On, oh yeah. As the guy, you're really putting a lot of pressure on the woman to just say yes in that sure. moment. Because, like, you know, that's just a, a... I think it's kind of a clown move, myself. Yeah, well... I, I mean, it's... I guess I guess it's kind of romantic, but, like, what if she... I mean, what if she says no, you know? Well, sure. I do... I, yeah, I definitely think that there is an inherent, like, pressure... Yeah. ...put on the, the, the woman or whatever to be like, you're not gonna say no in front of all these people, are ya? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so, like... But here's, here's what my thing about it, because I love baseball, and, like, it would make sense to me it would make perfect sense in like on paper for me to propose at a at a baseball game right. or whatever but number right. one it's hack uh-huh it's yeah. hacky mm-hmm. number two there there's no listen and, and i don't want to like make like uh you know gender lines or anything but like there's no woman uh who wants a ball game proposal as much as a guy wants one Right, yep. and it's just like it's like is this really what she would want to uh-huh. like be proposed to at a fucking Cubs game or surrounded by like drunk people? Yeah, we, well, we we know one idiot who is sitting right next to him that we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, that also made it on the Instagram. It's yeah. like I wouldn't want to get I wouldn't want to get engaged next to this asshole who is like sitting next to to us. Or no, whatever. no, and you know it's one of those things where like uh, you know hey if I'm gonna propose at a baseball game yeah. like. I'm gonna be. I'm keeping score at this game as well. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, will you marry me? Cool. And people are coming up and congratulate you. You know, you're like, oh, well, hey, did you see what Renfro did in his last at bat? Yeah, like, exactly. thank you for your congratulations. Like, yeah, I'm trying to score a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Right. And also, you're gonna want to wait. You're gonna want to make sure they win too. Yeah. Like, right. If they were Cubs fans, it would be a pretty crappy game to get. It's like it'll be the game where like you got pissed off at Brian Dunsing forever. <laughs> it's like, oh, you remember when we got engaged? Yeah, I do. Fucking Brian Dunsing. <laughs> it's like, no, we got engaged. Yeah, but what the hell? Seven plus ERA? What the hell? You yeah. Know? So it's not, yeah, it's not, there's there's just, it, it, it's not a good scenario. Well, it's not, it, you could do better. There was a, there was like a random guy yeah. who came up to that couple and like wanted to get a picture with them. Yeah, yeah so of course, and actually I was, you know, I was... That's the th- these are the things that I think about, like the aftermath uh-huh. of these situations, right? And like they left halfway through. Yeah, the they game did. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, uh, the f- yeah, so some guy came up to him, some dude, like just like some like fucking like uh, stock bro or whatever. What did you call those guys at the at the uh, finance bro? Finance bro. Yeah, he looked yeah. like a finance bro. He's wearing like yeah. a, a white like in blue checkered shirt yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And he came up to him and he's like, Hey, that was great, you know, whatever. And like I thought he was I thought he worked for the Cubs, but uh-huh. then he 
clearly did it. There was something about it that, like, he wasn't wearing a Cubs shirt. Yeah. So I thought, like, he was saying, like, oh, I'm with the Cubs. This is great. Like, we'd love to put you on TV, whatever. But it was just some guy. And then he's like, oh, this is great, whatever. And then, like, he's like, yeah, let's take a picture. And, like, he had some, like, person take – he crouched down with them and, like, took their like took a picture with them. I was like, what the – why are you taking a picture with them? What's yeah. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed that the first person to come up to him was a Cubs ballpark attendant. Yes, yes. And, like, he shook his hand. And, again, it's like – again, it's like I don't really want to get engaged and then have some usher from Wrigley Field come up to me and congrat – like, that's the first person who congratulates me? Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yeah. It's just – the whole thing is weird, I guess. Uh-huh. I yeah, know. yeah. Um, uh, well, anyway, so she did. She did say yes. Uh, yeah. So there were a, there were a couple more uh, people next to us that yeah. uh, were kind of getting out of my nerves. So I thought this was going to be a thing throughout the whole game. But at, at, at the beginning of the game, there was a little kid sitting next to me. He couldn't have been uh, not next to me, behind, behind me, yeah. directly behind me. He couldn't have been more than what five or six years old. Yeah, he's very and little. So he kept kicking my seat just yeah. mercilessly. He was kicking so, a tune on my seat. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah. So so um, I was there before you, Jack, and um, I knew that these people were going to be a problem. Like, yeah. There was a dad and a daughter and a and a boy. Uh huh. And like they were both really young. Yeah. Like, yeah. They yeah. were like. Two and three or something, uh-huh, or like yeah. three and four, or like four and two or uh-huh. whatever. And like, I thought the girl was gonna be the problem actually. Yeah. But then at some point, yeah, like yeah. So the kid, the, they, I feel like they were both kicking the seats or whatever. And I, I've, I've thought about this because like I think the last game I was at, the kid was kicking a seat, and it's like. You can't tell the kid to stop it. No, uh, no, that's it's not on the kid to. to it's on the parents. Yeah, and yeah. so like I've I've thought I actually was thinking about this randomly just the other day, and I'm like, okay, if this happens, like I'm gonna the next time this happens, I'm gonna turn to the parent and be like, hey, could you could you take care of the seat or something? Or yeah, could, like could you watch the kicking or something? Uh-huh. But like cause I, I don't think that it's an unreasonable request. No, it's about the most annoying thing that could happen, uh, save for like him like flicking the back of your ear or something. Yes, like kicking yeah. the seat is like there's no way around it. Like, no, you just you can't like ignore it. Yeah, and um, so so this kid was he was yeah he was kicking the seat he was kicking your seat. The da- at one point the dad like put him on his lap or something yes. to take like a selfie or something. Yeah, and the kid was like kicking my back. Yeah, and he kicked my head. Yeah, yeah, he was using your like shoulders as a footrest or yeah. something. It yeah. was insane. And so like yeah. the dad- I did do the full turn and the yeah. dad was like, oh, "I'm sorry" or yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, and then. Look, they left after like two innings. They did, I, and you know we were commenting like they must have paid you know all that money to you know those seats aren't that expensive that we were yeah. in, but I mean they you know they still paid for them and it just have to have to uh, leave after such a short time like that seems like a waste. Three innings is 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 significant. Like a lot of times, like they'll leave after six or something, yeah. like seven, whatever. But three is like. Why, why I, even bother? I think those kids were just... The dad just knew that he wasn't going to be able to, like, corral them. Yeah. Um, he was already having a hard enough time, so I think maybe that's why they pieced out. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my earliest memories of going to a baseball game with my dad is, like... Uh, they brought some, like, I must have been five or six years old at the time. And, like, they, I guess at the baseball, it was a Brewers game. They brought, like, some Looney Tunes characters, like, out <laughs> on the field or something okay, during sure. one of the innings, uh, between innings. And uh, I really, like, wanted to find those Looney Tunes characters. So, like, my dad walked me all around the stadium to try to find them. But, like, 
I mean, I, if I was the dad in that situation, I would have been pissed because I was missing the game. You know? Right. So, like, I feel really, I still feel really bad about that, even <laughs> though it happened about, you know, 25 years ago. You were, like, in the bowels of uh, County Stadium looking for Tweety Bird? Yes. Yes, we were. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I mean, I guess, theoretically, like, if they showed up, they would probably be making, like, walking through the stands as well. Yeah. But, like, I could also see them just beelining right to, like, the... Lo- the locker room or somewhere like in some office and then just like getting out of there and like hitting the road or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, yeah. I guess that that's just the risk you take when you bring little kids to games. Right. We, we had this whole, we had a whole conversation about it and like, you know, how long do you stay? Like, obviously there's parents who aren't as crazy as we are and they want to just go and enjoy a game, I suppose. But like, but then, like, when do you when do you draw the line, like, between leaving and staying? And then, mm-hmm. like, when do you like like what kind of fan are you? Do you want to stay for the whole game anyway, or like, are you happy to leave? Like, I don't know. Obviously, most people are probably like more <laughs> uh, laid back and would probably like are fine leaving that early. But again, that's a lot of money to just like to just go for like three innings and then leave. Yep. But whatever. Anyway. Well, there was some other some other guy yeah. sitting behind you who was using the seats as what a, a footstool, yeah, like an unoccupied I mean, seat. So, so then after those parents, after that, the parent and the kids were there, and we're like, all right, this is gonna be a problem. Uh, our old friend, yeah, not our old friend, but like uh, this guy shows up. I don't even want to give him a nickname. I call I call him the. Um, outspoken idiot uh-huh. because he said a lot of stupid things but then he, he kind of stopped yeah but uh, and i think i maybe i only i heard him but um uh he comes in this dude comes in and he um and he like i've seen people put their feet on the back of the seat right and or the top of the seat right the part uh-huh. that where your back would rest on yeah um and just at the very top of that this dude put his feet all the way over and onto the the ass of the seat next to us. Yeah. And so his feet were all the way over. It's like, who are you, freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> like, you're just some dude. Like, you don't need that much leg room, you yeah. idiot. And so, like, he had him on the seat... Like it was, it was egregious, and so there's a photo of it on on our Instagram uh-huh. at Rain Delay Pod. Um, but uh, so they were over the seat, and then at some point he took he put them both up, and he put them both on the armrests of the seat in front of him. So, and, and this was like, this wasn't like an occasional thing. Like at some point, someone who was sitting behind me who took the dad's, the, the kid's seat or whatever, yeah. stretched his legs out right next to me. But he did it like for a second just to like stretch his legs. Yeah. And like that was like almost like understandable. This guy, like for a majority of the time he was sitting there, he had his legs either on, like all the way on the seat in our row or at least on the armrests. So I got a picture of it. Luckily, one of our listeners uh, or one of our uh, fr- fans on Instagram commented on it, and I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate his, his support. Um, uh, you know, he was saying that, that he found it disgusting that people do that and people yeah. step on seats when they walk over the the row. Like I definitely, I, I've done I've done the thing where I stepped on the the seat. Sure, but like I. Um, I wouldn't do it if I had if someone spilled beer and I like had you know beer on the bottom of my shoes or whatever. I try, I try to be as considerate about that um, as possible. But this guy was just it was egregious and mm-hmm. like yeah. So anyway, so but this guy okay. So if that wasn't enough, he was he was saying some pretty stupid things. He he seemed completely sauced because okay. he seemed kind of like an asshole. Uh-huh. But like he was like in himself. He was like he was he was like kind of quiet. He looked like. 
when I finally got a look at his face, he had a major sourpuss on his face, mm. and he also looked like Mike Fultonavich uh, for the for the, for the Braves. Braves. Yeah, he had like really? he was like a redheaded dude with like a red head with like a red beard, and he like a backwards hat or something. He looked like an, a total asshole. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But so he goes, and I think th- he seemed very drunk, so drunk that he was like quiet. And, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like within himself. Anyway. Yeah. Um, on the top of the second, um, Austin Hedges got a base hit into left field, and it went over David Bodie's head. Yeah. And Bodie, I think, leaped in the air a little yeah. bit to try to catch it, but it was yeah. like well over his head. Right. And I heard him say, like, oh, they're giving him a hit for that? <laughs> it was nowhere near the glove. It, was, it wasn't yeah. like it hit off the glove or anything. Like, so this guy, this drunken fool... Must have seen something differently in his drunken haze. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, they're giving him a hit for that." I'm like, uh-huh. "That's about the most egregious, stupid thing I've I've heard someone say out loud." Uh huh. Um, God, what else did he say? I got some more stuff here. Um, but uh, yeah, well, he, at some point, someone gave him like uh, brought beers back. Yeah, and then he was like pouring it. He was doing the thing where he poured half of it into his cup. And half of it, uh, like he gave back the other half, but he was like missing his cup and he was spilling it. So then he was spilling it on two seats over from us, uh, and we had about five seats next to us where we could have scooched down. Yeah, but you know we, we would have been sitting on his footrest. Yeah, um, and then he spilled beer all over it too, so it didn't matter. It was almost as if he was like marking his territory, so like we no one could sit there. But he was like trying to pour the beer, and it was just going everywhere. He yeah. just he probably spilled half of or like a third of it, then got a third for himself and gave the other person like a third. Because it's so hard to hit that target. Of yeah, the, I know. Of the yeah, large cup. Yeah, a real narrow cup there. That yeah, they, that they give you. Um, there was a uh, so Jeremy and I have had many. Well. Yeah, it seems like every time we go, we have some kind of experience with the uh, you know Wrigley Field uh, attendants who are uh-huh. there. It, it's sort of uh, that's sort of Wrigley Field's answer to the you know White Sox vendors. Yeah, um, I guess so. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, actually, recently, um, uh, before we get into this, uh, I, I I saw a picture of it was like a smear campaign on JB Pritzker on oh. one of the uh, uh, one of the networks. This is one in about Chicago. His toilets. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the what? There's one about like. Uh, Ronner is saying like J.B. Pritzker took all the toilets out of his mansion so he wouldn't have to pay property taxes or it, some bullshit. It, it might have been, but I had never seen his his picture before, and he really oh. did look he really did look like uh, that 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 attendant. Yes. Oh man, yeah, yeah for sure, man, uh-huh. definitely. Yeah, so I that made me laugh. But well, uh, and then okay, well I'll bring this up too while I'm thinking about it. There was an article that popped up like on my feed, like Facebook page or something about. Um, an usher who like saved someone's life or something who was having a heart attack or something. Yeah, I didn't. Cl- and he, yeah, okay. And Go I'm ahead. pretty sure that that was the same usher that the, the JB Pritzker lookalike guy. Yeah. Um, so if anyone is so inclined, they can um, uh, search like the Tribune or something for like Cubs usher saves life or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So this guy actually. So this guy that we're gonna talk about now, he kind of reminded me a little, I guess, of JD. Um, I mean, oh, okay. he, he was like, I mean, he was tall. He had like a goatee. He was thin. He was in his fifties, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't really look that much like him, but that was what what he made me think of. Okay, but, JD Jim Deshays. Yeah, Jim Deshays. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but uh, so anyway, um, uh, this guy. So th- there was this girl. Uh, you know, she was maybe twenty three or whatever, uh, yeah. and she was looking for. 
she had lost something. She had lost. She had lost something. But like she was looking all over her section for it. Uh, it was unclear what she had lost, but clearly it was important to her. Yeah. And uh, it was starting to like become a thing how yeah. much she was looking around. Right. Um. And so this guy, like this usher, he 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 kind of comes down. Wow. And like he just sits there for about a minute or two, just watching her looking, looking I, for it. I th- it had the the feeling of like she like went into the section without showing her ticket, and the guy was like waiting to like uh-huh. then like grab her and say like, "Hey, you gotta show your ticket." But we were in a section like they do check for tickets there, but this was like late in the game. Like, yeah, no one would have tracked anyone down. No, at no. that point. So, but it was weird. So yeah, he was hovering in our row, like at the ed- edge, like watching her, like yeah. bend over and like look for whatever this thing was. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then finally he went down there. Yeah, yeah. And so so finally he goes down there. And yeah, so he was totally just watching her bending over and doing it. And yeah. it was like, it was weird to, it was like, it was creepy. It was kind of creepy to yeah. just have this guy watching there. It was very weird. And then at some point, so at some point she was like bending over to like look for this thing. And, like, her butt was in the air. And, like, the dude went into the row in front of her and was, like, looking in her row, like, from one row down. Yeah. Right? So he's in front of her yeah. looking in the row. And, like, he was, like, looking and he would, like, he would take a step and look, crouch and look and take a step and crouch and look. And then he took a step behind her butt and crouched and look. And, you know, I know that he, like, lingered on that one a little longer because her butt was right in his face. Yeah, so here this guy is trying to, like, white knight his way into, like, talking to this this girl. Right, and yeah. I, I don't know if if he ever found... Did they ever find what they were looking for? No, I, didn't I don't know, think so. I didn't really know what the result is. I think at that point we were kind of caught up in seeing if we could get any dough from, like, that, uh, that kid's <laughs> box. Yeah, it was about the same time. Yeah, yeah, it was about the same time. There was a lot going on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a little... Uh, that was a little beyond the pale, I think. That was that was pretty funny. The guy, the guy was yeah, and his like I would say late fifties or yeah. something. She was like some kind of like uh, sorority chick in her early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were funny. Called him the horny white knight. I think. <laughs> <laughs> the HWK. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was also a, a, f- <laughs> a funny thing uh, on the video board. Uh, so mm-hmm. they so they were showing uh, so Jeremy I, I guess there's some sort of Steve Dahl uh, of disco demolition fame yeah uh, um, he, uh, the loop WCKG uh, WLS I think he's on right now okay he okay. he used to have season tickets to uh, Blackhawks and he would talk about the Blackhawks like they would do a shoot the puck right so there's like they they go to like center ice or maybe the I think it's I think it's center ice or maybe it's the opposite blue line or something and they have a puck and they have to shoot it in the net. And if they if they get it in, they win. I don't know, thousand bucks or something. I don't know. And they they always pick three people to do it every um, every week or every every game. And so they have. So he said that he noticed a pattern, which was um, they always pick uh, a little kid, a fat guy, and a, and a hot chick. <laughs> and uh, and like it's it's like their formula. And like the crowd always boos the little kid and the fat guy, but they cheer the hot chick. Uh-huh. So so we were watching the video board. They were just showing the video board in between innings. And um, it was... Uh, I wrote down what inning it was. Or maybe I didn't. It was when uh, Jesse Chavez came in the game. Okay. Um, but uh, 
Um, they showed first of all they, they showed the fat guy first. Yep. Yeah. And it was like some dude wearing like a foam championship ring. Yeah. So it was like, he was wearing it on his head. It was like a cheese head. Right. Uh, but it was a it was a championship ring. Yeah. And it was actually tops. pretty nice quality. Yeah. Too. It was kind of a cool a cool hat. Yeah. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it like in, in, on and some websites or whatever. But he was wearing it and like everyone was like cheering and he was like dancing around. He's like, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. And then somebody took it off and was holding it. It's like, no man, put it back on your head. That's why we're showing you because you're wearing it on your head. Yeah. Like, it's not as cool if you are waving it around. No. So then I think he actually did put it back on his head. He did, he did. Yeah, and so they showed him, and then they cut away, and then they showed some weird-looking red-headed stepchild kid doing, like, the floss dance or whatever. So, okay, is that that what that dance is called? I think it's called the floss or flossing or something. So, yeah, uh, it's it's come to popularity in the past couple months, but, like, uh, it's... See kids doing it all the time. Who does it? Where did it come from? Um, I think it start. I, everything starts from YouTube videos at this okay, point in yeah. our pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I kids in my class. The uh, I, I mentioned I teach like a high school uh, filmmaking class. Mm-hmm. Um, kids in my class were doing it last summer. Okay, and so wow. like right. um, and and so like it's gone beyond like it's gone through everyone like it's been appropriated and like and copied and like watered down and yeah. like everyone's doing like you see adults doing it now and yep. it's embarrassing and it sucks yeah and uh this kid was doing it and he was like doing it fast and he had weird a weird look in his eyes he had like dead eyes and yeah he was he was freaky and he was like doing it and um and so they showed him yeah and so then that got a cheer too yeah and, and then yeah so they did and then um uh, and then they showed the hot chick. Yep. And she was like singing or something. Yeah. No, it was weird though because like she was by herself and like it was it was just weird. And like the camera was like really close to her and she was like in the camera's face. Yeah. Um, and she was singing like right into this camera like it was her like music video or something. Yeah. But but they hit they hit the trifecta. Yeah. They got they got all they got all three all the tropes there. Yeah. So it's I think like you know I think I'm gonna do it. I think I think Jack yeah. will probably do it. Yeah. And like I, I, listeners at home like when you're at a game next time. What, look out for that that golden that golden mean the uh, the, the trio the trifecta fat guy little kid hot chick yeah, yeah yeah now are the the fat guy like I feel like the order is sort of it has to end with hot chick but it like yeah. are, are the fat guy and the little kid maybe interchangeable yeah I suppose yeah I think so this, I think so this seemed like a good way to start it off you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, with, with sure. the fat guy. But yeah. anyway, he uh, got a big pop from the audience. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to use a wrestling term. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, so, uh, Jeremy, there there was something I wanted to ask you. So this this came up because uh, so on the uh, on the on the cover of our scorecard yeah. is a uh, a picture of uh, Anthony Rizzo uh, stepping on home plate or jumping on home plate yeah. after he walked it off against Brad Boxberger about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, or, uh, or Box Bradberger, if you want to. <laughs> um, and so uh, after that game, uh, or after the walk-off happened, like they, they ripped Rizzo's uh, jersey off. Ah, and, yes. uh, you know, when I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, like, kind of, they ruined a perfectly good jersey there. Sure. Like, that sucks, yeah. but now the clubhouse guy's got to replace that. Right. Got me thinking about clubhouse guys. Um, and so I mentioned to Jeremy that, like, you know, about a, maybe a month and a half, mm-hmm. two months ago, uh, I guess a, a, one of the famed uh, Cubs clubhouse guys uh, died. I think yeah. Jeremy said his name was uh, Yosh Kawano. Yeah, Yosh Kawano. Okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, I had read he, w- he had become kind of a controversial figure. I'll have to reread the article. Okay. But I guess there were people in the organization who, like, in, during his last years of working there, maybe, like, they felt that he'd gotten too much power. Uh, <laughs> I think there was something about, like, the person who owned the Cubs 
years ago, uh, I think it was the Tribune Company. How long did the Tribune Company own the Cubs? Was they owned them for, from like, I think the mid 80s uh, okay. to like, um, I guess maybe the early 2000s. They were owned by someone, Sam Zell, in between the Ricketts and the Tribune Company. Okay. So maybe it was that ownership. Yeah, but I think somebody had given him something like a lifetime contract or something or, like that. Right, right, yeah. yeah. The, the Tribune Company, I'm sure, did. But yeah. you're saying then someone else came in and was like... I think whoever, somebody somebody didn't like him. It but was they probably that him. middle ownership. It was probably this Sam Zell. He owned... It's weird. Sam Zell owned like the the Sun Times, maybe or something. Uh-huh. I, I can't remember what his deal was, but he only owned him for a couple of years, and he seemed like I think he was like a Sox fan, like an outspoken Sox fan. He was like some sleazeball, seeming like, and uh, then he sold. He flipped him really quick for a profit to the Ricketts. Okay, so so um, Yosh Kawano, I guess, apparently is one, another one of those Cubs things, like uh, you know, like Ronnie Woo Woo or yeah. whatever. That uh, maybe he, if you're not a Cubs fan, he, let me just stop you there. Uh, he's he's many levels above Ronnie. <laughs> Yosh Kawano is a treasure. We saw we saw Ronnie Woo Woo at the All America, uh, of course, game because outside. it was free. Yeah, <laughs> shrieking oh. dimwit, as he, Dan Bernstein from the Score calls him a, shri- a urine covered shrieking dimwit. Is that what he calls yes, it? Yes, and it's quite accurate. Okay, yeah. Um, I was. Can I? Let me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got to no. do a really quick no. Ronnie Woo Woo side story. Yeah. I was in during the off season. I uh-huh. was at um, the Wrigleyville Sports or Clark yeah. Streets. One of the one that's like Kitty Corner to Wrigley um, uh, by Sheffield. Yeah. And I was in there like looking for a jersey with my dad or something. It was in the winter. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Woo Woo was in there, and then he was just standing in the corner, just staring forward, and like. I was in the corner looking at jerseys, and he's just standing there, like, like, like uh-huh. with this fucking weird face, like just staring forward. Yeah, like, I don't know. And it's like I was like, "Get out of here, man! Yeah. What are you even doing here? You're clearly not a customer." Yeah, I don't know. Did he have his Cubs jersey on? Yes, of course he did. I mean, he probably thinks he's like some minor celebrity. Or yeah, something. no, he does, and yeah. and I blame ESPN. Like one, like a couple, like years ago, like on Sunday Night Baseball, they had him doing like the intro to the game. It's like don't empower this guy, yeah. get him out of here. Yeah, like luckily he's been kind of marginalized in recent years. Yeah, well, he tried to get into that game for free, and then he got kicked out. Uh, <laughs> it was like what, like two years ago or whatever? oh oh yeah, yeah yeah, and then that was that was sort of where I first learned about him. Yeah, um, yeah. is when he got he's... kicked out of that game. But uh, so I guess Yosh Kawano is one of those guys like Ronnie Wu, where if you're not, if you don't, if you didn't grow up following the Cubs or yeah. you haven't been following him closely for a long time, maybe you don't really know about him. Yeah. But uh, so I mentioned him to Jeremy, and Jeremy knew who he was right away. Yeah. Um, so you have some kind of story about him. No, there? He, he's a treasure for sure. Okay. He was always in the dugout. If you like, can find like old uh, Cubs games on YouTube or whatever. Um, he was always in the dugout, and uh, he always he was like a mythical figure because like he wore like just like a white t-shirt and like khakis i think and a white floppy hat and that's he wore that all and he stood out in a dugout of of guys wearing cubs uniforms yeah uh, but he was always there <coughs> excuse me he was always there and like he was he was a staple and he was awesome he had no emotions no expressions like m- maybe sometimes guys would like give him a high five in the dugout but like he was just there. He was just like leaning against the, the 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 top step or whatever, and he was awesome. And so, so me and my friend Nick, um, uh, he was a good friend of mine growing up. Uh, lived next door to me, and his dad, uh, oh, like lived next door to me. Um, uh, you know, f- for all my childhood, 
And so his dad was um, was a huge Cubs fan, huge huge Cubs fan, and uh, is a Cubs huge is a huge Cubs fan. And um, he was kind of like a staple at Bernie's Bar, mm. which is right across the street there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is back in the days. This is before really really blew up. Yeah, it was better than it was in like the seventies, but. Bernie's was still a relatively small bar, and it had a normal sign, not like those big uh, gauche, like uh, gold, like spray painted signs, like that are like that every bar has down there for some reason. Yeah. It had a normal sign. It was like a relatively normal bar, and like it was a bar where not where the bros didn't hang out. It it was all like older guys in their like fifties or whatever. Yeah, um, and they were they were kind of like the bleacher bums, I think, of like the the sixties and seventies. Um, but they were just at, it might've actually, some of the bleacher bums might've been regulars at Bernie's, but he was a regular at Bernie's. Okay. And, and he would always, um, come home, like he would like when, when I would go over there and hang out with my friend, Nick, he would always tell us about like, Oh, th- you know, this guy came into the bar or whatever. Like Rhino came into the bar and like had a drink with all of us or whatever. Nice. And like, he would tell all these stories about how they met all these guys. Like, Oh yeah. Everyone on the team comes into Bernie's and has a drink. You know, they don't go to the other bars. They come to Bernie's, you know, yeah. because it's like low key or whatever. Um, but he told me that Yosh Kawano would go in. He's like, so me and my friend Nick, we decided we loved Yosh Kawano. Yeah. And we were like, I think my dad, I, I think his dad said like, I'm telling you, everyone comes in there. He's like, tell me who whose autograph you want. I'll get it for you. And uh, we were like, we want Yosh Kawano's autograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, he comes in there all the time. Why do you want Yosh Kawano's autograph? Yeah. And we're like, we love Yosh. Like, he's awesome. Uh-huh. Like, just a tiny little Asian guy. Like, did, we don't know what his, his deal is. Yeah. And, like, this guy's awesome. And so one time... Nick's dad came home with a piece of paper, a white, uh, like a half sheet of white paper, and it said like, uh, "Best wishes always, Yosh Kawano," in wow. like the most perfect, like script, like cursive penmanship. Yeah, and like we were like, "Oh my God, it's Yosh Kawano! We got his autograph. This is so cool!" Yeah, and then like I think, I think even as kids, like we were probably like eleven, twelve or something. Yeah, and we were like. Did, did they just sign this piece of paper? Yeah. Like, did they yeah. just make this up? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it would have been so easy to just yes. write it. Right. And I'll I'll also say as a side note, <laughs> we had a, a mine we had a short little grift where Nick's dad would take baseball our baseball cards and sign them like write fake signatures on them so we could bring them to school and show kids like and we'd say like, hey we got this guy's autograph or whatever because his dad was an adult and had like good penmanship right, right? so right. he could sign like an autograph that looked good right yeah i'll never forget I, I will say my friend nick got a mike balecki card autograph mike balecki former cub uh, he was on the pirates and the braves as well um he had like him sign a mike balecki card and then like Nick said that like he's like oh wait I can't bring this to school like one of the, my classmates is cousins with Mike Balecki so we can't so he I can't bring it because he'll know right away that it's a forgery oh my god but but the best one that he ever did was he signed an Oral Hershiser card oh wow and he wrote God bless Oral Hershiser uh-huh. <laughs> and like it was just funny because Oral Hershiser was like a big holy roller he was like super religious yeah and like he said or it was like God bless you Oral Hershiser and when we saw that like we gave it to him and then he signed it and he slid it back across the table to us and we saw that he wrote that and we like died laughing it was like yeah. the funniest thing ever yeah um, I wish I still had those cards oh, anyway this is a that was a big aside but 
So, so he already set that precedent of, of giving us forged <laughs> signatures. Yeah. So we think he might have forged Yosh Kawano's signature, but he was adamant about how many players would come into the the bar or okay. whatever. Yeah. And um, I wish there was some way we could find out. But like we knew like the regulars and stuff. Like we met them at times. Uh-huh. Like he brought us into Bernie's a couple times. Oh, okay. And like it, it is believable that Yosh Kawano went in there, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. I, I just like it could have just been it was so so perfectly written I could still picture it it's like if your mother signed it sure like, yeah it was yeah. just perfect cursive uh huh and like I don't know yeah but anyway yeah I mean and who, who's to say that you know I'm not calling uh, Nick's dad a liar uh-huh, but who's uh-huh. to say that the the, the play, like did, do do we know that the players would ever even come in there or anything I mean it's, it's, it seems believable enough yeah. but yeah uh, you I know, think but maybe back in the 80s that yeah. didn't happen yeah I think that like it was probably a little more accessible then for and, sure like, um i do think like i i mean they didn't like there was already like bars that were like uh, like bro like yeah. frat boy bars and bernie's wasn't like that so it, it, it was believable i could also see maybe if he i could see him embellishing things a little right, bit just right, to make yeah. it like, seem cooler right um i don't know why he was trying to impress like 12 year old kids <laughs> but um I can see it going either way, quite yeah. honestly. Uh-huh. And so I do like to think that that was Yosh Kawano's autograph. Nice, nice. But anyway. Cool. Yeah, yeah so that's Yosh Kawano. Everyone, you know, look him up. Um, he was awesome. He was awesome. And, like, Harry Carey would talk about him. He's like, there's Yosh in the dugout, oh, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, he was, like, he was, a, he was definitely a staple, for sure. But... Yeah, I don't know where you transition from that. <laughs> well, we um, uh, I guess one more thing that's kind of uh, un-game, not game-related is that yeah. there was a lot of dead grass uh, yeah. from the Foo Fighters concert last yeah. week. As as like what ha- as what happens in, around this time of the year when the when the Cubs have like uh, concerts at Wrigley, um, the stage and all the people on the field like like they mess up the field sometimes and like. Um, I've heard uh, Joe Madden comment about it. He said he would say like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen was out there. I love him, but he messed up our our field." Yeah. And so like, there was like dead grass uh, out there and stuff. And you could see the outline of the stadium or uh-huh. the, of, of the stage. Yeah. And yeah. and the food that was all Foo Fighters because they were here last weekend or on Monday. They were even playing a show. Yeah, I mean, so. and that's kind of a controversial thing too because that takes away. That's why the Cubs don't play Friday night home games, right? Sometimes uh, because they, they they have a certain don't they have like a certain uh, number of. Uh, but and those are all for concerts. Right? Yeah, they're the allotted city, a certain number of. They're night. allotted. Yeah, they're allotted. Um, I don't know if it's Friday nights or well, maybe it is Fridays, but even Saturdays, like they could be playing more Saturday night games. Yeah. But, um, but Wrigley, like the ownership, is using those for concerts instead of games. And there are Friday night concerts at Wrigley sometimes. Yeah, too, I, I believe they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's no, I don't think I'm not sure if there's ever been a Friday night Cubs game. No, oh, there was that one that got moved to Friday last year, right? You remember that that Brewers Cubs game that got moved to Friday oh, night? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot going on with uh, like game times getting moved and stuff last yeah. year with yeah. between Brewers and Cubs. There's always something. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that that was a thing, and it was definitely noticeable. And Jeremy, I think you posted uh, you posted a picture on Instagram. I posted that, that that ended up in the story. I kind of highlighted the the dead parts of the grass and I tagged the Foo Fighters in it. So we'll see. We'll see if Dave Grohl shoots me a message back. Well, Jeremy was uh, using some of Cato Kalin's reverse psychology tonight. Uh, unfortunately, it did not work out so well for his Cubs. 
Yeah. Um, when Austin Hedges came to bat, uh, he said, uh, your exact words might have been something along the lines of get this piece of shit out of here. Because um, you wanted to see who was the, uh, the catcher. That Fra- they ha- Francisco Mejia okay. is the catcher that they acquired in the Brad Hand uh, trade from okay. the Indians. Uh-huh. And I do, yes, I want to see him. Um, he Yeah, he had like a 50-game hitting streak in the minor leagues. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I said, get this bum out of here. You're done, Hedges. Yep. Let's, I want to see Mejia. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I that's what I said. That, yeah, I think those were your exact words. And then, yeah. of course, Austin Hedges proceeds to get hits in his first three at bat, including yeah. a go-ahead three-run home run in the uh, top of the sixth inning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything that I was calling for today went against me, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think because you also uh, called for Luis Castillo, who I will say uh-huh. looked like a bum coming yeah, out of the bullpen. Sure. No, not Luis Castillo, Jose Castillo. Jose Castillo, Castillo yeah. You know, um, yeah, he looked like a bum coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I had never, I had never actually heard of that guy. No, me neither. Me yeah. Neither. Um, but but I said so. He came in. Um, when the Cubs blew it in the top of the fifth or top of the sixth. Ah, uh, yes, top of the sixth. Top yeah. of the sixth. So then uh, Castillo came in at the bottom of the sixth, and I uh-huh. tweeted, um, uh, "Jose Castillo." Yeah. Looks like the perfect remedy when your team gives up a three-run homer. And yeah. now trails in the game. And then he proceeded to, well, he hit Anthony he Rizzo. He hit Rizzo, so he at least got the first guy on, on base. And then he struck out the next three. And he struck out the side, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what is with the San Diego Padres bullpen? It's like, is that the only part of their team they can develop? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, every, everybody in that bullpen had a great ERA. I yeah. Mean, they had, uh, yes, uh, Stammen, Strom, uh, how do you say it, Matone, Maton, Matten? Yeah, M- Maton. Yeah, because sure the announcer it. said it, but then I can't remember how he said I it. I think it's Maton. Yeah, I, it's yeah. A, Maton sounds right, but and yeah, then, and they have Kirby Yates, right? Yeah, Kirby Yates is having like he's out of his mind. This and I year. know some of these guys came over from other teams, um, but uh, those guys, and Brad they, Hand, they traded Brad Hand yeah. and the other dude, Sim- yeah, Simber, was that his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I don't know who their pitching coach is. It just lists coach here for well, all it might be things. Josh Johnson. I don't yeah, know. It might, so it, it might be Josh Johnson. We're not sure if yeah. that's the uh, old Marlin. Yeah, uh, no, we should probably. Be yeah, so I was trying to look that up before we started the podcast, but okay. for some reason I couldn't find uh, their roster okay. uh, on yeah. MLB.com. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they had a heck of a bullpen. Um, uh, they, the bullpen completely shut the Cubs down. Uh, it looks like they only the Cubs only had one hit after the uh, after the fifth inning. They only had three hits in the whole game. It was fucking pathetic. Yeah, it was not good. And you know, I, I kept saying to Jeremy, I said, well, you know, the Cubs the Cubs lineup doesn't look all that impressive tonight. Uh, oh, uh, it's not it's not Josh, it's not the Josh. It's Johnson. not it's not the Josh no, Johnson. It's definitely not the same uh, Josh Johnson. And, and is that is that, that is he the pitching coach or does it no. say pitching coach is Darren Ballsley? Oh, okay, yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah. Okay, so Matt Stairs is their hitting coach, huh? No wonder everybody's <laughs> hitting under two eighty on their team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. Uh, so, I, by the way, man, you know, if I if I was, I my days of autograph hunting might be done after the whole L Lighter situation. Yeah. But if there was one person who, that was worth getting in an altercation with, it would have been Matt Stairs. Uh huh. I would have loved to meet Matt Stairs and get his autograph. Yeah. He well, was just. Me and my friend Mark have this thing where we like look at a guy and we'll say like, he's a Cub or like he's a Marlin, mm-hmm. you know, just by yeah. looking at him, right? Yeah. Matt Stairs, he w- he was great for the Cubs, but Matt Stairs is a brewer. Mm-hmm. He looks like a yep, brewer. Matt Stairs is a brewer. Stephen Volk is a brewer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yep. For sure. Yeah. yeah, you just can look at a guy and be like, he's a he's a he's an uh, an Astro or something. Sure. You know? Like he's yeah. a, he's a Padre. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
and, and Matt Stairs definitely was a brewer. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, let's just say it. Like he's a he's a stocky looking dude who looks like he's got like a kind of a, a goatee. Yeah, um, he's got he's got like a a Polish sausage mustache. Yep. That like you like he the, like it probably smells like sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, I love I love Matt Stairs. He was yeah. awesome. He would and be he a hit good the cover off the friggin' ball. Yeah, he he got I think he led uh he maybe still has the record for most pinch hit home runs uh in the in history. Oh, okay, yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, that's another one of those records where it's like uh you know, you, you have it because you weren't good enough to actually be in the starting lineup every right. day. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, he had a like like who? Lenny Harris. Was, Lenny Harris, right? Yeah, he had like the most hits all time as a yep. pitch hitter. I believe. Yeah, I remember Lenny Harris. He was on the Mets, right, for a while. Was he ever on the Mets? He was, he was um, on the Brewers, possibly. For a while. He was a big yeah. Dodger. He yeah. came up with the Dodgers. Okay. He was also on the Marlins, I believe. Yeah, he was on the Marlins. And I think he was on the Cubs too. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, he would have been a good guy for uh, baseball. baseball well, yeah, maybe Stairs would be too. Uh, if yeah. we Ever if we ever get to that. If game. we ever do it again, which yeah, we, we haven't do since episode two. We were all we were all excited about doing that every episode, <laughs> and we never have. Well, there's a lot to talk about. We've abandoned. We've abandon the games a little bit we'll, yeah. we'll get to it well, probably in the off season yeah probably yeah actually that would be a, a great but, a great thing for the off season yeah. but so jack mm-hmm. listen, about about austin hedges listen i i'm admitting this I'm, I'm like coming to realize this now especially after the under armor game i like prospects yeah i just i like prospects yep. like i i would rather see francisco mejia play than austin hedges yeah you know yeah. and so like and that's that's where my that's where that uh, you know calling Hedges a washed-up piece of crap came from, <laughs> um, and uh, I still believe it, even though he single-handedly beat the Cubs uh, tonight. Tonight, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, that's so like I ended up cursing myself, but I yeah yeah I wanted to see Francisco Mejia, so and he'll be up soon enough, and uh, they actually say that he might not stick at catcher so they need to find some place to play him because they don't really have any other place to play him really uh yeah i wonder what his uh his build is like maybe corner outfield or first base for him i feel like he's kind of like a carlos he's he's more svelte than carlos santana okay but um he i don't think he's like a super athletic guy okay you know okay uh you know we'll see he'll be up soon enough he should be up at some point this year well i think what maybe cost uh the cubs the game uh today was uh madden's bullpen management yeah, I know, and I'm looking at the time here, and like, you know, if I really truly go off on Madden, we're gonna go way over time. But well, you know, let's let's have it. Yeah, no, it's just like you know, I don't know. I, I'm a very loyal guy. I stick by my, my my guys, and like, I'll defend them. And like, when Madden was getting criticized in the 16 uh, World Series run, I was like, you're you guys are not you're missing the big picture. Like the whole thing about pulling Chapman in Game Six was that he was trying to preserve that lead. And then Rizzo, I believe, hit a home run in the top of the ninth to put them way ahead. They were already arguably well ahead. But you have to win that game. And so I was, like, defending Madden. His biggest mistake was that he didn't have someone else warming up. But then again, if Chapman sees someone warming up, he might freak out and then, like, you know, get sensitive and, like, you know. So that that's bad, too. So, like, I was defending him. But, like, for God's sake, man, the guy can't make... A bullpen move that works out for him to save his goddamn life and it's been happening so much more this year and so like i get mad i'm i'm furious at like every move he makes no matter what it is he takes he leaves he takes hendrix out early he takes a quintana out early when they're cruising then he leaves hendrix in too long and then hendrix blows it and it's like the guy can't manage he's graded like uh morale and like uh philosophy 
like in getting his players like right mentally, but he cannot manage a fucking bullpen to save his life. Yeah, I would say handling young players, he seems to be pretty good at that. Yeah, well. yeah, he's great at everything. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole art, this whole art thing this year about the Cubs, like where they're like embracing art or whatever. Yeah, it has a bit of like meatball, like jock head, like yeah. thing of like, oh, I'm a. I'm gonna look at this Mona Lisa. What is this? Oh, yeah. She's like, was she smiling? I don't know if she's smiling, but she's standing there. Like, it's like, all right. I don't want to hear a fucking baseball player's interpretation of art. No. Like that's. I don't want those two world worlds to overlap because neither one is gonna do the other justice. Keep those separate. Yeah. But so he's losing me a little bit on that. But God, the goddamn the bullpen situation. So Montgomery. We all know Montgomery is not a normal starter. I think like whatever you got out of Montgomery is a plus, but he was and he spread he scattered seven hits uh, over five innings. He 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 didn't give up any runs though. He didn't give up any runs, and he um he was at like I believe he was at seventy nine pitches. I could look that up. Yeah, I got a second, but like he he was not on the brink of of hitting his his max. So he walks one guy, right? Did he walk Hosmer or something? Uh, or yeah, he... so he got lifted after he walked uh, uh, Hosmer. Yeah. Yeah. And then he pulls him. Yep. And it's like, why are you pulling him? Yeah. And then he brings in Jesse, uh, Jesse Chavez, who's been lights out. So I get, I understand why you think you can put him in and he can get, get you out. But it's like, just because Jesse Chavez has pitched nine great innings since coming over doesn't mean that you can just throw him in any situation and expect him to get you out of the inning. So like I was telling, I was telling you, Jack. Like so then, of course, yeah. So uh, he gives up a, a hit, and it's first and third, and then Hedges comes up and hits a three-run homer, basically. Yeah, that's essentially what happened. I would have rather had friggin' Montgomery in the game and give up that three-run homer than Chavez. Yeah, like I, you know, if it's gonna happen, I'd rather have it happen to Montgomery because the pitchers always say that they want to clean up their messes. Yeah, right. And so like let Montgomery. It was one walk. It yep. wasn't even like if he if he gave up that that hit that that Chavez gave up, then I could argue it. Of course, you're putting your your reliever in a tough spot, mm-hmm. but it's like I'd rather like these guys want to clean up their own messes, and like there was nothing about Montgomery that that seemed like he should. He only walked. He what did he walk? So one? that was that was his first walk. Yeah, um, so it's not like he was also walking. He was scattering hits, but like you know he was pitching a contact and and he he was able to keep them from scoring. Yeah. So like. Let the guy get out of the sixth inning at least. I think he had uh, so yeah. Um, Montgomery's uh, final line here was he pitched five and a third innings. Uh, he had uh, seven hits allowed uh, and one walk. He got pulled after his first walk. Um, I would say that uh, you know based on that line and on the fact that he had only thrown about eighty pitches, uh, he had earned uh, the right to at least try to get the next hitter being a way out. Um, So Madden seemed... So Jeremy asked me what I thought of the move. Um, I thought he took him out a bat or two early. I understand why he took him out after Hosmer. Sure. Because uh, he was facing Villanueva and Hedges, two right-handers, and then the switch hitter Galvis. Uh, But he had already gotten Villanueva twice. Hedges had had been more of a problem for him. He had two base hits uh, in his first two at-bats. But um, I think he had sort of earned enough rope there that uh, Madden should have left him in for one more hitter. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, that is putting Chavez in a tough spot. But, uh, you know, Madden, this isn't a new thing for Madden to pull guys who aren't doing so so bad. Uh, I, that was what he did with uh, Jason Hamill back when Hamill right. was... Uh, he, yeah. he, he seems to always have a guy on his uh, staff that he wants to make an example of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like... Uh, you know, I 
I, I kind of even get like the tough love, the baseball tough love. It's like, hey, man, I wouldn't be pulling you out of here if you've given me the confidence to like trust that you can get out of the fifth inning or something. Like Hamill was always – he always seemed super pissed whenever like he would get the early hook. And it's also something that just happened. Like he just decided like in August to start pulling Hamill. It's like yeah. I'm going to let him like get himself in jams past the fifth inning until July and then I'm going to start pulling them early and it's mm-hmm. like maybe you should maybe you should do that early and then so he can like kind of adjust and then be ready for the stretch run I don't know but uh, you know, and I don't want to I don't want to uh, to armchair a quarterback or whatever mm-hmm. but like um, it, it's just like he I don't know it just it seems like um, it seems unwarranted or like it seems to like He's making. He's trying to make some stupid point or something. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and you had commented that you would rather have had him uh, uh, hedges hit the home run off Montgomery than yeah. off of uh, off of Chavez, right? Or, yeah. or you know, even let's say Villanueva had been the one who hit the home run, and they would have gone up two to one. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I was a Cubs fan, I would rather Montgomery had given that up. Because yeah. I, there, there's no argument to be made where it's like, oh well, they left Montgomery in too long. Mm-hmm. You know, if he would have if he would have given up a home run, you know, there. No, right? They, they, they didn't. He wasn't at a hundred pitches. He had not give, allowed any runs. Yeah. Um, and you know, the guys they went with tonight didn't work out anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, then someone, someone can you can argue, I guess that like I mean, but they just they gave, they got him Chavez and they got him Kinsler, so they helped out his bullpen. Yeah. Like some someone can argue, like you know, if he doesn't have anyone to work with. But again, he keeps trying Justin Wilson out there. Yeah, and like Justin Wilson, like I, I want the guy to succeed, but he just does. He keeps not succeeding. Yeah, he keeps giving up runs. Yeah, and like I, I mean that guy can't be on a playoff roster. You can't put him in a big situation. But Matt, he seems to be the Madden seventh inning guy. Yeah, he's like his go-to left hand. Again, I know he's got Dunsing. He can't use Dunsing because Dunsing has a seven plus ERA, and so like. I understand my his hands might be like tied a little bit, but like that's all the more reason to keep your starter out there. Like let let him like like sink or swim, basically. I don't know. Yeah, I the uh, the back in the uh, big red machine, uh, the Reds pitchers used to call Sparky Anderson Captain Hook mm-hmm, because he mm-hmm. was really the first he was the first manager who really started to take his start starting pitchers out early and use the bullpen yeah, a lot. True, they had like the early like prototypical closer I think yeah yeah and so uh, tonight I think Madden was Captain Hook uh, yeah well it's not and it's not even tonight it's just he he does this I don't know Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just frustrating I don't know I know like yeah I get mad I I, I did tweet I was at the um, the Diamondbacks Cubs game where Rizzo pitched Mm -hmm. and I think I tweeted it from the Rain Delay Theater account that Uh that um, that was the first bullpen move in two years that I've supported Madden doing is putting in Rizzo Uh because at least it was exciting to watch yeah and I'll uh, I'll say another thing about um, Montgomery here is that I I don't understand. I know Madden's given the reasons for this, but like, I don't understand why he likes to bat the pitcher eighth sometimes. Yeah. Um. So that uh, we had talked about. So that there was one point in the game where uh, the Cubs are having a little bit of a rally, and the eighth hitter they had two two men on base, and uh, the eighth hitter come up, and it was Montgomery, and he had to bat because it was the uh, it was the bottom of the fifth inning, and uh, they weren't ready to take Montgomery out at that point. So uh, Montgomery, uh, you know, they had two guys on base, uh, a walk and a single. So I think guys were on first and third. 
Um, or maybe first and second. I don't know. Anyway, sure, sure. Uh, uh, Montgomery uh, hit into a one-six fielder's choice. Um, yeah, and, right. Uh, Wilson Contreras ended up scoring on it uh, uh, after a review. Um, but the, you know, they could have had something maybe a little better there if Montgomery had. Yeah, I do think that they're batting him now because of the whole Rizzo. They're batting the pitcher eighth because okay. of Rizzo leading off. So it gives situation. another hit Rizzo and like another hitter in front of Rizzo to get yeah. somebody on base. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. like because when the lineup turns over, I think they look at it as like the ninth hitter becomes your leadoff guy. Basically. Okay. Okay. But again, like if you're doing this like kind of like stunt of like batting Rizzo leadoff, it's yeah. like don't. Sec, don't like affect the rest of your lineup because of it. Like, yeah. If it's helping him, then 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 that's good. But like, yeah, if if you're changing, like, because he clearly went away from batting the pitcher eighth. Yep, he, he didn't did. Do it. He, he started doing. He did it in 2016, right? Or was it 2015? It was 15. Yeah. And then 16, yeah. he abandoned it. Yeah. When okay, so he did it in 15. Yep. And then at some point, like for at the beginning of 16, every other manager started doing it. Like yeah. the Reds started doing it. Uh-huh. And like some other and the Mets maybe. And then he stopped doing it. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to see like that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like he pivoted on them, but like. Um, and then he's he brought it back a little bit maybe in seventeen and like more so now in, in eighteen. But uh, I think it has to do with like the leadoff guy and like stuff like that. But For sure. Anyway, yeah, I, I I know it's not it it's it seems unnecessary, but um, it also seems like it the chances when it happens are, are rare, but they when they happen they they definitely stand out. For sure. Um, one thing about Dunsing, I'll say, so Dunsing came in later and yeah, just, like. He he blew the game. He like blew like you know any chance of they ha- they of them uh, coming back. Yeah, it was four to one when he came in. Yep, thanks and to Justin Wilson. It would have been three to one if that's it had true. Been Justin Wilson, of course. Yeah, so three one looks looks good. You bring in Wilson. Of course, he gives up a run. Four to, four to one. Yep. All right, yeah. that's fine. Then and then you know they don't want to sh- use all their bullets because there's yeah they got a morning uh, game uh, or an afternoon game coming up tomorrow, and then they got two more against the Padres. So like. You don't want to screw up the rest of your pitchers. So Dunsing comes in, and it's like, hey, Dunsing, could you just keep it at 4-1 to one so we have a chance still? Yeah. And yeah. I was saying, this is what Dunsing's contribution to the game is. He took the little hope that we had of coming back and screwed that away. So that's that was Dunsing. That's what Dunsing did. At yeah, the yeah. Hey, you're, you're welcome, guys. I've taken the pressure off of you for the last six outs here. Yeah, no, exactly. No yeah, now, now you yeah. don't have to bust your ass to try to come back in yep. this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh you know, four to one is not insurmountable. I mean, you know, no. you get you get a guy on base, you hit a home run, all of a sudden it's four to three. Yeah. Um, you're right back in it. Yeah, uh, you got a chance. But I mean, being down five with six outs left, that's a little bit tougher of a spot. Yeah, um, it's 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 disheartening yeah, to a player. It takes the wind sure. out of your sails. Yeah. Well, um, luckily, um, he was boosting. He was putting wind into the sails of Blink One Eighty Two because Brian Dunsing's uh, walk up entrance music, whatever, is Blink One Eighty Two. I don't even know. Uh, which one it is, um, uh-huh. but uh, what song it is? But uh, it's not—it's not a huge hit of theirs. Yeah. But I, I've noticed it at being at games. Like he's—he uh, comes into a Blink One Eighty Two song, which seems comical that an adult man would come into that yeah. to Blink One Eighty Two. Right. Uh, yeah. To, to some... let the whole world know about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is representing him, and like um, I actually—it's like the lyrics are like. 
he's only looking to score. Yeah. And it's about, like, scoring, like, having sex. Yeah. Which, I mean, is it about, like, being in high school? Yeah. Well, I think they're all their songs. Yeah. In yeah. some shape or form are about that and about some, like, dude trying to get, like, some high school kid trying to get laid or something. Yeah. But, yes, it's, it's about that and it's about trying to get laid or something but it's ironic that it says that he's only looking to score and he's a pitcher and he's <laughs> letting everyone score <laughs> so um Dunsink changed the music it's sold it's tired um and uh I will be seeing Blink-182 in September at Riot Fest but that's, oh. a, that's another story okay uh, I'm not going specifically for them um one thing really quick to, to get on pitchers um the pitchers from the game just go back to Montgomery really yeah. quick um I thought it was funny there was a rundown um, at uh, between uh, third and home uh-huh. earlier, right? Uh, yeah, in yes. The second inning, it looks yeah, like there. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Um, and Montgomery, uh, the ball was hit back to Montgomery, and Montgomery threw it to the third baseman Bodie, um, but he like pretty much spiked it right into the ground, and it it was reminiscent for Cubs fans uh, from from like a decade or you know decade and a half ago. It was very reminiscent of Jock Jones. Um, so, Jack, I was mentioning this to you, and you told me I was going to have to elaborate a little bit. Um, for some reason, and Jock Jones was one of Dusty Baker's boys. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, he would like he he was their right fielder, who's supposed to have the best arm of the outfield yes. for sure, yeah. probably arguably on on the field uh, at all. Yep. The right fielder, the ball would get hit to him, and he would be charging. He'd scoop it up. He'd go to throw, and he'd spike it ten feet in front of him. And he did that a lot. I didn't know about this. Yeah, no. I, the only people who know about it are people who watch Cubs games in like 2004 or whenever yeah. Jock Jones was on the team. Yeah. And it's like, it was maddening to watch. And it's like, how are you freaking in the major leagues and you keep spiking? And I'm not exaggerating. He spiked it 10 feet in front of him, if that. Maybe it was like 7 feet. And it's like, what, how are you in, in the major leagues? And yeah. it was because Dusty Baker was the manager. Dusty Baker, yep. like, that was his boy. And uh-huh. he fucking sucked, and he trotted him out there every day in right field. And, like, eventually, I think he was maybe released or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. But, like, and then I think Dusty Baker actually even brought him to, to Cincinnati when he moved to Cincinnati. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But he would spike it in the ground, and so it was shades of that. Luckily, they still got the out, and uh, everything was fine. Yeah. But, like, it was very shades of Jock Jones spiking the ball. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Seems like a Dusty Baker thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one more thing, you know, they do the uh, military uh, standing yes, thing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I looked around to see who wasn't standing, and guess who wasn't standing? Who? The outspoken idiot behind us. Oh, no kidding, Yeah, really? he was the only one standing behind us. So I meant to say that earlier, but uh, I, I didn't want him to go uh, unaccounted for on that one. Right, right. So, well, he, uh, he probably didn't even know what was going on. So. No, no, he was too... Uh, you know, had too much uh, inner torment amongst himself, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. This game, uh, it happened during the uh, protest march today. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was coming from uh, just uh, my apartment in Ravenswood, so I was walking south to the stadium. I didn't really run into anything. Jeremy, did you run into anything uh, when you were going up not, there? Not really. I okay. took the red line up from downtown. Uh-huh. I was coming from work. And uh, besides the red line, just absolutely crawling. Yeah. I, I was sitting next to some uh, a nice uh, lady and her German cousin. Yeah. Like this little kid, like this like teenager boy, and they were talking about ordering Giordano's. Okay. And he was playing some game on his phone yeah. and uh they're, they're they were gonna get a deep dish uh cheese uh pizza from okay. giordano's and i wanted to lean over and say that's a good good choice i uh-huh. like giordano's better than uh lou 
or um, some of the other ones, but uh-huh. uh, uh, that's the, about the only thing that happened. I got in. It was a little backed up getting in, but um, what was cool is I did get to walk around into the Cub store, which is now um, behind Home Plate, Okay. and they had a really good um, photo. They had windows um, lean, looking right out to the intersection of Clark and uh, Addison, so yeah. I was able to see everything, and uh, it was kind of thinned out at that point. Mm-hmm. There was like a, like a wall of like... Uh, mounted police yeah um on clark like just make sure that like nothing like spilled over or whatever yeah. but it seemed pretty tame it's just there was just a bunch of people there but it all seemed very orderly so i had no problems getting in luckily okay. so that was cool um but uh yeah that's about it i yeah. didn't uh, i left my wallet at home gee yeah uh, I would, that would have freaked out but jeremy yeah uh, you know I, I didn't have my wallet with me so i didn't get any food but uh, on the way home Jer- oh that's why you didn't get food i i didn't put those two together yeah 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 okay. i was like i, I kind of all i am it's a little you know i'm trying to conserve some money so uh jack paid me for the ticket and we were walking home i got a reaper this <laughs> is dog from uh 7-eleven how was it what's, it was what, damn good what what does uh, that consist of I don't know. It's just a super hot hot dog. Okay. Like spicy hot dog. It's nice. damn good, actually. The nice. Reaper. Okay. The Reaper. It's like the Reaper is just reaching into your soul and just tearing out your insides and burning you from the inside. <laughs> That's the Reaper. That's what happens when you eat a Reaper hot dog from 7-Eleven. Okay. And All right. uh, I willingly paid money for it, and it was good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was not a review of the Wrigley, Wrigley Field ballpark food, but... Uh, if you're by 7-Eleven, get yourself a Reaper. Nice. Well, we are going to... Uh, our, the plan is for us to go to a game on Monday. Uh, the what Chicago White Sox versus uh, New York Yankees. The yeah. Yankees are in town. Yeah, so I know we're going to see the White Sox again, but hey, we're going to see the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got to point something out real fast. Okay. Uh, about, about a week ago... Um, I was uh, I had ESPN on and uh, cool. they had Mark Tixera, um on the uh, on there and he was listing his top five uh, road cities. Okay. And his number three road city. So this I, I this was the last one I stayed for. So I don't know what numbers two and one were. Okay. Uh, uh, but number his number three road city was Chicago. Okay. Um and so he talked about he's like oh yeah just. Going to games at Wrigley Field, you know, you're going to have a day game there and, you know, you can go out to a great restaurant at night. And I thought, dude, you played for like a half a season in the <laughs> National League. You yeah, played right. like a half season with the Braves. Yeah. Like, how many games could he possibly have played at Wrigley Field? <laughs> I mean, he obviously played a ton of games in Chicago. Right. So, like, that's a real slap in the face to uh, the White Sox Stadium and, like, the White Sox. <laughs> that he would name Chicago, but he would be talking about Wrigley Field. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, why... why, why n- why resist a chance to take a shot at the White Sox? Right. I guess. Yeah. Not that it was even his like. Um, I'm sure he wasn't outwardly doing that, but he clearly played way more games there. Yes. Than he did. Um, let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Um, uh, U.S. Cellular. He played 44 games. Is that right? That seems low. It does. Um, Although I guess he never did play in the same division as the White Sox. I guess so. Eight. Eight games. At, at Wrigley Field. At Wrigley Field. So, he, yeah, he played... Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. Nice. Yeah. 
Very, very good. Well, so that so that was so that's what Mark Tuxira thinks of uh, of US Cellular Field. I don't know. Maybe you have you, you get one um, uh, experience, and it, it it lasts with you, even if you are an accomplished Major League Baseball player. <laughs> so. Right. Well, we um, uh, thanks to who was it? Jacob Janis, uh, uh, that guy from the Royals who hit Aaron Judge in the wrist with a. a oh, pinch. is that who broke? Yeah, Junis. Junis is it Junis? Junis? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think he's the guy. Possibly, who broke Judge's wrist? That was what Steve Stone. Shit. That was what Steve Stone said. Yeah, on so we're not gonna see Judge, huh? Yeah, so we're not gonna see Judge, which kind of sucks. We are gonna see Gla- uh, Torres, Glaber Torres, yeah, uh, yeah. which will be fun. Yeah, um, Stanton's having an underwhelming year. But he is. Uh, he has got like twenty four homers, hitting what two seventy ish. So yeah, yeah. I was looking at the Yankees uh, uh, roster, and like nobody's like really having a super outstanding year for them, but they're like thirty games over five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of puzzling. Miguel and Miguel Andujar, yeah, yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah, um, and I'm kind of excited to see him. Yeah, that's but, true. Okay, so yeah, we'll see, still see some good guys. Yeah, Damn, Gregor- no, Gregorius, but I'm, I'm yeah. I am pissed that we're missing Judge because I haven't seen him in person he, yet. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. That's a bummer. But uh, all right, well, well, yeah. I, we're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna go there and uh, we're gonna we're gonna recap it for you. Um, yeah, so the game. So quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, between episodes. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all right. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. We will see you next time on Rain Delay Theater. Bye.